Hi, my name's Diana Trepkoff, and I'd like to welcome you to my new podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? I'm a forensic artist who's completed hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, and I can tell you firsthand the pain and suffering I have witnessed on families of missing loved ones. I can see the pain on their face, I can hear the pain in their voice, and I feel it in my heart. My dream is that all missing persons will be found and there will never be another missing person ever again. That's what I pray for. That's what I hope for. And that is my dream. So please welcome my new podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? And one by one, let's bring these missing loved ones home. Thank you. Welcome to my podcast called, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? Um, on May 28, 2020, I interviewed Ellie McPherson and Dave Clark for my podcast, and it was titled Hamilton Police Service, Missing Person, Person Holly Ellsworth Clark. Holly was last seen January 11, 2020 in Hamilton, Ontario. She was only 27 years old. Um, the really sad news is she was found deceased at the Hamilton Harbor, on September 8th, 2020. And um, I have Ellie McPherson with me today. Thank you so much, Ellie, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate the time. Thank you. And I'm so sorry she was found deceased. Honestly, I had a good feeling. I thought with the effort, like you and Dave were outstanding, remarkable. Um, what is it? 8.5 thousand members on the Facebook group, Bring Holly Home. And I don't usually see people do what you guys did. It's amazing. The effort, um, no stone unturned. And I, I was shocked when I read that she was found. So I'm very, very sorry about that. Thank you. We, we did do literally everything in our power to, to bring her home safely. And unfortunately, this is not the outcome that we had hoped for um, by any stretch of the imagination. So we're, um, we're all still grieving and coming to grips with, with the reality that we're in. So it'll take time, but, um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. I'm very sorry. And I'm very sorry to her family too, if you can let them know from me. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know where to begin here. Um, I guess just about her music. Let's talk about her music. Talk about some positive stuff here. Um, yeah. What can you say about her music? So Holly uh, started music a little bit later in life. She, Dave had, uh, had taught her a couple chords when she was in university and she took to it very quickly. Mind you, she didn't tell Dave this. She went and practiced uh, at friends' homes and learned a few more things. She learned a couple songs, brought them back. And within a matter of a couple of years, she became quite prolific with her songwriting. We were talking 60 or 70 songs within within two years uh, and most of it, if not all of it is, is quite good. Uh, if you've not had a chance to listen to it, it is uh, thought provoking. It is, it, it's interesting music. It, it's, Dave will tell you himself, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, uh, but it's, it's quite interesting to listen to. She's got a very cranberries meets Janis Joplin style to her that, that, none of none of us have had heard prior so 
it's it's interesting to be a part of, of that side of her her world. Uh, we recently released her her album. They did a live off the floor album, her and her band. And we had initially planned on releasing it as a search vehicle to try and find her. So I I don't believe Dave mentioned much of this in the last interview, but the idea was we were going to release the album in hopes of getting some radio play and in hopes of getting more people to recognize her face and keep their eyes open for her mm-hmm. nationwide. And uh, we literally had signed the paperwork and had everything ready to go. And then we, we were made aware that she had been found. So the family decided to continue and have the album printed and released and, and put out there for everybody to, to be a part of. Uh, and we're very, very proud of how that turned out. Um, I think the family did everything they could to make it what Hollywood have wanted as far as the album art, the, the songs, everything associated with it. So uh, that is out there. It's on uh, Spotify and iMusic and uh, Google Play and YouTube Music. It's, it's everywhere. So uh, give it a listen. You'll see what I mean. She's, she's gotten a very different sound to her and it's it's a bit intoxicating quite frankly yeah well that's amazing i um yeah i did google and i would i go on youtube so she's she's a beautiful beautiful girl um beautiful voice and the music i I love the spirit in her music like i like i really i think a lot of people will really love it and i i love how you and dave pushed so hard like everybody knows who Holly Ellsworth Clark is. Everybody, so many people on my Facebook page would say stuff and people that I've known when I was young, like you did such a tremendous job, the both of you together. And then everyone loves Holly. Everyone who came forward, you know, I seen the beautiful airbrushing big pictures and the masks and the effort. I think like with this podcast, it's to help find missing loved ones. And so many families are listening. And I think a lot of the families are going to learn from you and Dave with what you did. Cause it's really, it's not the outcome we wanted for Holly. And I'm, I feel like horrible. This is how it ended for her. So her music will, she'll live on in her music, but you're also helping a lot of families. Cause I think a lot of people don't know how to search. They get tired, they get depressed and they stop and, I don't know how you guys did it, but, and I know, you know, the one picture, Dave looked like tired and you wrote something about how hard it is on him, but you guys, you persevered, you kept going. And I think that's amazing. That's amazing. So I'm really proud of both of you, how hard you pushed, because I'm a victim's advocate and I've, I've seen families suffer and it's really hard for them to do even a quarter of what you guys have done. Well, I think, I think part of the problem though, Diana, we are, as much as this is a, a horrific situation to be in, and I certainly don't wish it on anybody, we were very fortunate in resources. And I think that a lot of people simply just don't have it. So whether the resource is being able to take time off work to go and ground search in a different city or the financial resources or the physical manpower of having uh, Holly's sister and her friends come out or her brother and her uh, his friends come out and help the amount of resources that were dedicated to this was substantial. So I, even now I, I sit and I wonder what more we could be doing for others because we were really truly that fortunate. Um, 
to not want for anything in this search apart from for Holly to come home. So to anybody who is listening, by all means, go through the Facebook group, see all the things that we've done. If you have questions, send me a DM on Facebook. Um, I'm happy to, to help. We've had a few people reach out in the last few months saying my, my person has gone missing. What can I do? How can, how can I do more? Or how do I talk to the police? There seems to be a real disconnect there that we managed to, to navigate. And we would really like to be able to impart that information on other people if they're in this, this nightmare. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's amazing. And um, thank you for caring so much about everyone. Can we just talk a little bit about Holly? How do you know Holly? Uh, so Holly worked for me. Uh, so I've got a few companies and she's, uh, at the time of her disappearance, she had worked for me for a number of years. Uh, and she had moved to Toronto with a boy. That didn't work out so well. She ended up in Hamilton. So she was working remotely for a Calgary-based company. Um, so I was lucky enough to know her through that. And then she came to the company because she's her father, Dave, uh, works with my business partner's uh, husband. So she's been kind of in our world for about 10, 12 years now uh, as a peripheral for me and more as a friend for my, my colleagues. So, yeah. Oh, very nice. Very nice. And um, how's, how's her family now? Uh, I think they're as good as they can be. Uh, the, like I said, this is not the outcome that any of us had wanted. We we all just wanted her back, and, uh, and unfortunately, that we didn't we didn't come to the outcome that we wanted. So there's a grieving process. the The question comes up as to whether it would have been uh, easier to grieve for her if she if she had passed early on. Would we have rather known then or now and whether it's easier to begin the grieving process find your person deceased and then continue or if it would have been easier on everyone if she was found earlier and it's a tough question because the family has been grieving since since the first weekend i i mean daily you flip through these ideas of whether she's alive or not and you go through this emotional roller coaster that is not easy to describe to anybody that's ever not been in this situation. It's absolute torture. So they've been grieving since January um, and then coming back to life and saying, nope, she's, she's alive. We need to find her. So to have the finality is uh, it's gutting. It's absolutely gutting. Um, so they're dealing with it as best they can. And, and everybody of course deals with death in their own way. So we realized very, very early on when she was found that we would need to make sure that we look after not only the family and the friends and everybody that was part of her life that knew her, but these thousands of people that have come to know her as well. So mm-hmm. we felt that we had a, a responsibility to everybody that was involved to make sure that they, one, had access to resources, mental health resources, and somebody to talk to and B, to be able to grieve with us. So uh, a number of women in Hamilton assisted, and we had a vigil in Hamilton for Holly so that the people of Hamilton could help and, and get a bit of closure. And then we had a um, celebration of life here in Calgary, and we live-streamed it again so that everybody had the ability to, to grieve how they saw fit. 
um, because this did this affected more people than I think we we really knew. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's so sad. It, it's just so so sad. I told my daughter, and she's like, "No," and I go, "I know. I really thought they were going to find her alive, and they they did everything." I said, "Katrina, you should have seen. If you go on Facebook, you'll see every single thing." And I've read some of the posts, and some people are like, "You know, I don't know her. I love her. This is so hard." Da da da. And and what I love about you, Ellie, is you're always you're always there. Like you'll you'll respond to everything and. And no matter what you're going through, you just get up and keep going, keep going. I'm like, she's superwoman, <laughs> like, you know? So, you know, you have a great heart. I respect you a hundred percent. I, I'm, like I said, I'm really sorry. This is the outcome. And, um, I, like, I can see all her pictures cause I would go on the site and always look and stuff. And, and there was a scholarship now in her name. Yeah. So after she had passed and we, there's so many things that happen when a missing person is found mm -hmm. and it's just not talked about. Um, things like when you get, so when you get told that your person has been found deceased and if it's a high profile case, you get a very small amount of time to tell people before it becomes public knowledge. Yes. Um, so if it were any other situation where, you know, my father or my mother, or my husband, somebody passed away, you don't, you, you have time, right? You, you control the message that gets out there. Mm -hmm. But in something higher profile, the police actually control when that goes out. So the family was notified and were given about 40 minutes oh to God. tell everybody before the press release went out. And it's, it's little things like that. I mean, it, it's police protocol. I, we understand it. We knew that uh, because we had made this as high profile as it is, there were certain intricacies that we had to contest with. But there's moments like that that you, you've got to be so careful about. And, and there's so many things after the person's found that, that nobody talks about because it, it kind of gets pushed, pushed aside, you know, they carry on with everyday life. So for us, it was, it was incredibly important to, to make sure that again, everybody was looked after that we did everything we could me included, obviously in making sure that the correct information was out there in a timely fashion um, so that it didn't become rumors and gossip and, uh, and drama. That's just not what we wanted. And, and I think we did that, I hope. Oh, I, yeah, you guys, you did a, a remarkable job. You yeah. really did. And um, you informed the way, just everything you've done on social media is amazing. And um, yeah, I, I really wish it was a different outcome. And, and her album, what's the name of her album again? Uh, Deep Bite, and it's spelled B-I-G-H-T, Holly Clark Live at Crystal Beach. Oh, okay. That's very nice. And um, is there anything else you wanted to say? Oh my gosh, so much. Um, <laughs> oh, have you dreamed of her? Have you dreamed of her? Uh, I have. I so the this is going to. I I try to present myself as logical as I possibly can, and this is going to make me sound absolutely crazy. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but um, the morning that she was found, about twenty minutes prior. Um, my husband and I were hopping off to, to go to Vancouver for two weeks. We were going to go for a road trip and just go hang in Vancouver. And uh, 
I was standing at the top of the stairs at, at our house and I was doing that once over, you know, that is the oven off lights off, you know, that thing you do before you leave. And, uh, my brain instantly said, she's not coming back. And I could not control myself. It was this overwhelming tears for the next 20 minutes. Like I legitimately had to get some medication because I could not keep myself under control. And I didn't understand why uh, until about 20, 25 minutes later, I got an email saying, we think we found her. Oh, wow. So my poor husband had to, uh, had to deal with, uh, my mental breakdown for the entire 12 hour drive to, <laughs> to Vancouver, uh, Googling things, trying to figure out what our next steps were. I, so yeah, right in that moment, I didn't realize who it was for. I thought maybe it was for me and maybe I wasn't coming home, you know? Uh, but that, that ended up being the reality that she, that overwhelming feeling was about 10 minutes after the workers had found her. Wow. So, wow. so yes and no, I guess, long story short, yes and no. Yeah. No, I believe in all that kind of stuff. I really do. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And I moving forward when you get a, when you get more time or if you have any desire, I'd love to do another podcast with you. I really enjoy our oh, time with you. I know it's well, been uh, minimal. Talk a bit more. Well, I think it would do well maybe to have a conversation about what people can expect. Okay. If you are in this situation, yes. what would you expect once your person is found? Um, and we really haven't touched on that with, with anybody else just because it's been so fresh. But if that's something that interests you, I'd love to, to sit and chat with you again sometime about the next steps, what you can expect from law enforcement, what you can expect from the public. Um, if anybody, again, is in this nightmare, for me, there was nothing out there. There was absolutely nothing out there that said, okay, well, if they're found deceased, this is what you should expect. And if they're found alive, this is what you should expect. So I think there's a bit of an information gap that between me and you, Diana, I think we could probably fill. Yeah. Um, and sure. yeah, I think as much as your podcast is about missing people, there's closure that, that everybody would like. And, and I think you would be an excellent uh, resource for people um, that, that, again, are in this nightmare. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I would like to definitely, I'd love to have you back on and then give you some time and then you can explain, um, yeah, anything from your heart. Because like I said, whatever you guys were doing, it was, it was remarkable. Every time I was like, look at them go. Wow, this is great. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And like, even when there were a tip would come in, oh, she's here. And you guys would race there. And just the way everyone was working together as a team and you two so strong and then, but everyone was involved. And this is what we're, we're begging. Like I've like well, 232 law enforcement cold cases I've been involved in with forensic art, whether it's age progressions or putting faces on skulls. And then t like so many um, for the podcast, you know, families of missing loved ones and then experts come on to give their advice to help the families. But seeing just, seeing all the mental like hearing the pain in the voices from the families and the mental torture that they're going through and i've had like um an amazing counselor Dwayne bowers came on and he just basically said it's trauma and it's grieving 
and stuff. Like, so everyone, they give, you know, their expertise, they'll talk about it, but I would love to have you back for sure, hundred percent. And you can explain to the families and because we've seen you guys do this and it's amazing how you, how you ran the whole show. It was amazing. And I think the police were even thinking, wow, look at them. Like we don't usually see this kind of outcome um, of support and no stone unturned. So I know everything's a learning process and it's a, and it's very sad. Um, It's not the outcome we wanted. So we'll honor her for sure. And talk about our album. We'll have it on our website. Can I help find your missing loved one a page? And then I'll show the album there and some information. And again, I think you're superwoman. You're remarkable. You keep going. And I love that about you. And I love your positive attitude. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I do apologize. Dave was going to, uh, to be a part of the podcast, but it's, um, still a little too fresh for him so uh, he does send his regrets and as always thank you everybody that this has touched thank you so much for for having her as part of your life having us as part of your life for even if it's the simplest thing is sharing a a post uh, or physically getting on the ground and looking for her I we can't thank you enough Um, yeah as a team as a team but again you and Dave were more and are remarkable. So thank you. And thank you everyone for listening to my podcast. Can I help find your missing loved one until next time, stay safe, contribute and best wishes. And thank you so much, Ellie. Um, I hope you guys can go have a nice vacation in Vancouver and relax. You you deserve it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. You as well. Okay. Bye-bye. I'd like to welcome Holly Clark's new song called ease up. It's from her album, Deep Bite, and it's live at Crystal Beach. Happy birthday, Holly, in heaven. Um, I hope you know how much you're loved by everyone and how everyone misses you so much. Happy birthday.
Thanks for listening. Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One is created, produced, and hosted by Diana Trepkoff. Associate producer and sound editing by Marty Brown. Please don't forget to call in any tips. Thank you.